Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Recap. Uh, we are back in the basement here after a couple weeks off. Uh, pretty hectic week here at the house. We're not going to talk about that today. Uh, but we are excited to welcome our first guest of the year. Uh, we've got Kevin from Prototype. Uh, chilling, hanging out after the uh, Drink the Cookie Table event yesterday. So <laughs> we are all uh, recovering from that. Sarah's here. Chewy's here. Hey. Hello. So, th- thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad that, uh, glad that we could make this work. Uh, so we're going to be drinking a couple of beers, um, kind of talking about what's going on with Prototype and a little bit of the fest yesterday. I think I'm going to probably try to get Ryan on in the next couple of episodes to really do like a full recap here. But um, I guess first, what are we drinking? So uh, I brought two beers uh, from some of the friends uh, that were pouring out the fest yesterday. So uh, we have a triple IPA from our very close friends down from Raleigh, North Carolina. Fun guys. Um, Nine and a half percent. Hazy triple. <laughs> Great way to start the day. Exactly. <laughs> Got to start big. Love that for us. Um, yeah, Nick and Carly are uh, Pittsburgh natives, so... It's nice to have them come up for, I think this was the second time they've poured beer in Pennsylvania. Oh, so, very cool. Yeah. And they are, you said they're in North Carolina? Yeah, they're in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, cool. Um, what did they have yesterday? I'm trying to remember. So they had now. the Kool-Aid seltzer. That's right. <laughs> Tasted just like fruit punch. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, I think they had like a rainbow cookie stout. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, um yeah, let's start it off right with the triple Cheers. here. Cheers. <laughs> I guess because the event is so fresh in our mind, we can kind of start there. This is, what was it, their uh, Fuel by Hop's fourth festival? Yeah, because it would have been Cookie Table One, Brunch Fest, the Erie Fest, yeah. the 90, 80s, 90s Fest. 90s, and then, yeah. And then Cookie Table Two, so yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like they're really catching stride with these events, and they've put on a ton in the past year. So, Absolutely. <laughs> um, very cool to see like everybody kind of hanging out, having a good time, and packing the place. Even though Necromancer's huge, uh, so that was definitely not what I was expecting <laughs> um, after the what was it? The first one at uh, spirit yeah. was, was pretty tight. So <laughs> a lot, a lot more real room to uh, roam. For yeah, sure. Um, and you guys brought two beers, right? Yes. So, yeah. So um, one of our guys, Logan uh, really wanted to make a West coast IPA with an East coast vibe to it. So he used the, the base of a, a West coast IPA and uh, did the hot bill of an East coast. Um, so that was our non cookie option. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we had a 12 and a half percent Russian Imperial stout, um, that we put eight pounds of Biscoff cookie butter. Um, we heated it up and, uh, put it in the, in the keg with it and, uh, split that off into a couple different kegs for our upcoming events. That one was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. <laughs> the uh, Coastal Anomaly Sarah wasn't a huge fan of, unfortunately. <laughs> That's all right. It's because it's me. I know. We've talked about this before. Because so Sarah's I have some... long, I have long COVID. Um, she so keeps saying it's like it's true. I, and it's, it's... I put quotes around it. I air quoted it. Um, so <laughs> yes, podcasting, a, a very visual medium. It is, absolutely. <laughs> um, so stuff tastes like garlic to me. Okay. Certain hops. Really bring it out. Yeah. I don't know. Trevor keeps a list for me. Yeah. But because I don't ever remember them. But yeah, so stuff just tastes like garlic. And I was like, oh, this is like a seven out of 10. 
you know, I would have loved it. Yeah, Had what, I a not. year ago? Yeah. Yes, absolutely at this point. Um, Six months ago, would have right. loved it, but you know. Would have poured it on the floor of uh, a fast. <laughs> absolutely if, uh, would have, yes. Glad I'm not living that one down. No, no, that one's going to live with you for a while. <laughs> um, did you get, oh, go on. That this happened with every single hoppy beer I had yesterday. Everything was garlic. And I was like, well, I guess I'm drinking sours today. I mean. I tried. There were still a ton of other freaking options, though. I tried. That list was extensive. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think it was pretty well-rounded, honestly. Like, everybody brought their A-game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pretty much everyone went above and beyond what what we saw last year, where it was just kind of like, okay, let's match up, like, a lemon meringue cookie bar bar beer, and uh, everyone kind of took it to the next level uh, this year, for sure. Yeah, I think there were a couple of just, like, ridiculously adjuncted, like, heavy, big stouts. Like, I mean, Abomination always does crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And they had two different 14% stouts. Um, only got to try two of their beers because they were doing split between the two yep. sessions. But that was uh, one of the highlights there for sure. But I forget what even was all in those. And then, was it Kushwa had a mag of some, yeah, the like, one-off? 14% imperial barrel age stout collab that they did with someone which is interesting because um ben who used to be a four score is now a brewer over at kushwa so you're kind of seeing that influence really come to the forefront and four score killed it yep (laughs) um we knew best friends yeah right (laughs) oh they loved you (laughs) but yeah that uh I, I feel like the Kushwa stout was probably the stout of the day, though, for me. Oh, honestly, for sure. like that. Um, what they adjuncted it afterwards with marshmallow, mm-hmm. and because the original one was just like chocolate, I think, and something chocolate yeah. and coconut maybe or something. Pecan. Pecan. That's what it was. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was with their uh, in-house what uh, restaurant like food? Yeah. Sprint. Yeah, they they paired up with uh, Rad Pies down Rad there. Pies, that's it. Um, yeah, I, I tried it with big viscous, just mm-hmm. straight up chocolate cake. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Did you have a favorite beer of the fest? Oh man, I know it's a tough question. Um, <laughs> who did the Snickerdoodle beer? Was it Dem Bones? Did the Snickerdoodle? Yes. Yeah, yeah that that, the- that one was really good. It tasted like as advertised. Um, that was really good. Um, Oof, I didn't get to try too, too many. But that was a standout for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that one was real good. The the baklava one that they did was real good. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have their collab here as well, so we'll get into that in a little bit here with uh, Abjuration. Um, I really like that one from yesterday, personally. But there was just, like, they were all up. Like, nothing was, like, middle of the road. Everything was excellent. Yeah. So, and you guys have... A bunch of other stuff coming up here too, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this weekend kind of kicked off our our super busy March um, <laughs> fest on, season. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So March 11th will be in Greenville, South Carolina, at um, the Eighth State. They throw a pretty big fest. I think they're up to 80 breweries. Jeez. Um, called Alter State, um, which breweries from angry chair is going to be there trillium um some local guys down down that way bond brothers a bunch of meteries um uh, bone flower zyrium zymerium um 
so yeah, we were just super stoked to get an invite to that, and uh, we wanted to make sure we're gonna have a good showing. So we're gonna bring the cookie butter um, imperial stout down, um, coastal anomaly, um, and then we're gonna do a smoothie sour. So that's be, <laughs> be a good time. Sounds like you're speaking my language there. Yeah, <laughs> and then Brent, our, our uh, Mazer from the Mead side, um, he has a couple bottles that he just just finished um he had been out with a shoulder injury for a while so didn't have anything ready for mm. for quite a bit so it'll be the first time we're pouring that since our fest last year yeah um which is super exciting yeah your mead definitely is a standout to us so i mean we i don't think that we talked more about a particular drink last year than that mead and that cherry mead that i threw on the ground <laughs> <laughs> i'm still mad about it yeah yeah Nothing you can do about it now. I know. <laughs> There'll be more. I think I thought about grabbing a straw and just like. <laughs> <laughs> At the, wait, on the floor of on the, the, floor, uh, absolutely. the gymnasium mm-hmm. that we were in. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like, because that was later in the fest too. It sure was. Like, it was not a clean floor. Yeah. No. <laughs> and the crazy thing <laughs> was, was, I was standing right next to you when it happened mm-hmm. too. Uh, so... And it was not even like the like drunk Sarah. It was literally just like whoop. There it went. It's just Sarah yeah. that drops shit for absolutely no reason. <laughs> but your glass didn't break, so I can't that believe was the glass didn't break. That's true. No one broke a glass that entire fest. That's impressive. I, there were a couple was, yesterday. I saw. Oh yeah, yeah. I, think, I think at least four or five. So. <laughs> yeah, um, and another we have um, there's an event called Sip at Soma uh, in Harrisburg. They do um, taproom residencies for two nights. So um, they'll bring in breweries that aren't readily available in the area and give them, you know, that that opportunity to do a tap a pop room, pop up tap room, um, <laughs> which is super cool. Um, we're going to do it with collusion with all the beers that we've been doing with them. We're going to do four beers um, on tap that we collabed. Um, and then Logan and I are going to bartend. So that'll be a... <laughs> wild ride oh i'm sure um, and that you said that's at the end of march in so it's march 16th and 17th oh okay um we don't know how the 17th is gonna go with with the uh, saint pat's but geez um <laughs> yeah we, we have a couple tricks up our sleeves for that i think we're potentially gonna do a thin mint beer oh nice. um <laughs> we're kind of seeing what what our options are for the base beer to treat so it'll be it'll be cool <laughs> Well, that sounds awesome. Uh, sounds like it was, that would be really stressful with St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How much bartending experience do you have? <laughs> uh, outside of pouring at beer fests, none. Um, <laughs> but Lo- Logan uh, was a bartender for years before that, and um, I'm confident that I can at least pour beer to a, uh, a reasonable success. So. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Where is Soma? So it's uh, Soma is south of Market. Um, so I don't know where you got if you guys stayed in Harrisburg proper, um, but it's right, pretty much right next to the Capitol Building. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, we didn't. We stayed outside of town, um, so it was a little bit of a drive. To yeah, probably for the best though. Everything in there, yeah. But it was. I mean, it was totally acceptable. So. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I mean, that fest was great, but I mean, that sounds like something that's 
kind of a cool like rotating you know you get to try a bunch of different stuff like that for kind sure of thing so yeah absolutely um but yeah outside of that i mean march is definitely our big month um the one thing we are working on doing is filling out the whole year of like a collab a month um so we're booked out through the middle part of the year with, with some of just our friends um which will be super super cool to experience brewing in their system trying to f- figure out the nuances of of what they do um just kind of seeing what what everyone does out there gotcha so that's uh i mean i, I guess that's kind of it seems pretty ambitious to me to be able to do that and, like turn it over and you mm-hmm. know get it out to the public that kind of thing yeah. um as far as you guys go i mean i don't know a whole lot about like your story sure. uh, like where prototype came from what the the whole deal is from the beginning. Um, you want to kind of get into that with us? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, go through it. So I've been in the beer industry for almost 10 years now. Um, I actually started, um, I was, I worked in the amusement park industry for over 10 years. Um, I was managing that. I really was just getting tired of dealing with my, my staff was like 120 teenagers oh wow so it was like managing 300 people because i had to manage their parents too um (laughs) so at the time i was like i was graduating um college and just really i I worked there for two years after college and um i was like yeah i I don't want to do this anymore i found beer interesting and my neighbor growing up had started hopheads gear um and he's like, oh, come do shows with me. Like i'm getting this off the ground get you know network as much as you can and that's where i met um Trevor Hayward from Evil Genius, um, which I, I was able to get land a job with them uh, back in 2016. Oh, right at like the height of it. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely rode that that wave and learned a lot. Um, work sales, uh, worked up to sales manager there, uh, and, and took that experience and a lot of the relationships that I built over the years to kind of build prototype into what it is today. Um, and really plan where it's going. Um, but with that, uh, prototype came about drunk me and drunk cliff, uh, both decided it'd be a great idea to start a side brand, uh, from what we were already doing. So that was at the Ardwell Fest in Jacksonville, Florida, where we're like just plastered after the fest and we're like, ah, we, we can do this. So. Um, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> um, so 2019 came along. We, we definitely planned. We were going to do our fest in 2020. Um, we all saw how that went. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that fest was postponed. It was supposed to happen in April, April of 2020. Yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah. Cause I think, uh, cause we were going to, was it? Fueled by hops, like the Fueled Fest was Fueled. supposed to be the week that the pandemic hit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So they canceled their fest right before we did. Because I was talking to Ryan a lot with it. I was going to come out for the fest. He's like, come out, see what we're doing. You know, figure out the the process and all that fun stuff. And I'm like, all right. So I had planned. And then we we postponed our fest a day or two before they announced the shutdown. Wow. Um, we're like, yeah, just, it it was going to be too crazy to try to try to juggle that. Uh, We postponed it four times uh, until we landed on the date that we did it on. 
Um, but yeah, so we just, once COVID hit and I experienced the industry with COVID working with Evil Genius and it was just a wild ride and so uncertain, the whole industry changed. Um, we, we saw a lot of accounts close up shop. Um, a lot of breweries closed up shop. Yeah. Um, so we were like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's, let's do the fest. Let's continue to build the brand. Uh, through collabs, through marketing efforts, um, and just kind of see where where everything falls after we come out of whatever that was. Um, and it's finally three years later, um, sorting itself out a little bit. So we have more clarity of like, okay, you know, we can look at doing a tap room how big of a system do we want? How much beer can we confidently say that we can move through while we're keeping it fresh, while we're keeping it, keeping it exciting too. Um, so that's really where we're at today. Um, Logan riser has been involved um, since he came on board after the first fest was announced and canceled. So probably late 2020 um, mm. he works for um a beer wholesaler out in central PA, uh, but he's bartended for years. Um, it's funny. Uh, one of the reps that used to work for evil genius had Logan in our, uh, CRM, um, uh, software as uh, Logan and then just beer nerd under it. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, well, it makes sense. He's super knowledgeable. Um, our mixed culture, uh, project that we're doing with collusion, uh, is his baby. That's his, uh, he's, been a home brewer for a long time and it's a, a yeast strain that he was able uh to culture off of um he put like a uh cheesecloth and um his carboys outside um one winter kind of did like the cool ship idea and was able to capture that culture from this the surroundings uh, from nature so that's um, really badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we've, been, we've been keeping that going, and he's like, he, I forget what generation he said that's on, but um, we're going to continue to do that. We have another mixed culture um, bottle coming up with collusion. It's already in bottles and conditioning, so um, we're excited for that to come too. And are you guys just typically brewing out of collusion right now? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. One of our one of our really really good friends, Ben Padilla. Um, was the head brewer there before he moved to Charleston. Um, and we got to know Jared, the owner, really well. Um, and we've, we've helped him for, for a long time with, like, that. any sales questions. Like, hey, what, what should we do here? Or, like, intros to, to wholesalers and whatnot. So um, we stayed super close. Um, we go in and have beers with them all the time. So they're just like, hey, we have extra tank space. What do you want to do? Or, like, hey, I want to brew an IPA. You want it to be a collab? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So... Um, <laughs> We write recipes with them. Um, Jared's super knowledgeable. He worked for Southern Tier for a long time. Okay. Um, back in the heyday of like Warlock and, and Punk King. Um, he bounced around. He was at Windridge for a minute until he opened his own spot. So just learning a lot um, has been invaluable uh, for all of us. That's really cool, actually, to have that like kind of home base to yeah. operate out of. Um I guess, I mean, that's uh, quite a story, honestly, <laughs> like just all over the place there. 
from there though, like, like you said, you know, the tap rooms on the horizon, uh, like having your own spot. I assume that's Harrisburg or the surrounding area. Yeah. Yeah. The greater Harrisburg area. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of different options that we have. I mean, we could put, you know, a brew system somewhere and then have a satellite tap room. Um, you know, we've looked at some, some hot spots like Gettysburg's always been a hot spot because you have massive tourist traffic coming in through, um, Harrisburg, you have a lot of a lot of commerce. We're kind of waiting to see what if the government jobs go back to the office or if they stay remote because you a lot of businesses rely on on that draw from like that after work happy hour type. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, let's let's see, you know, the work from home phenomena isn't going away. So you also gotta look into that. Um, yeah, how to do see, you drive traffic. Yep, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so I, I found a couple spots I really loved in Camp Hill. And then when we did the pros and cons, I was like, crap, this isn't going to work. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, we're not in any rush. Um, so we're just trying to find the best fit overall for, for all of us. Hey, and I mean, that's the good news is that you're not in a rush, right? Like that just makes it so that you know that you're going to do it right. Yeah. And it makes it so that you're, you're, I mean, the balance of the risk is a lot less, right? For so sure. being able to you know, put your product out there, still build your name, still build, you know, hype around you guys. Right. Um, how, how big is your crew at this point, I guess? So, um, Logan and I do a lot of the he- the heavy lifting, I say, because like Cliff, uh, Cliff Plank, he's, he's bounced around a bunch with, uh, he was at Chatty Monks, AB, uh, currently at Appalachian, they're expecting a baby any day now. So uh, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so he's been kind of, he kind of took a step back. Just the day to day is, is been wild. Um, ben, Ben has always been like the unofficial member of prototype with, with, with help in brewing down at collusion um, with him down in Charleston. We, we still consult him for like recipe ideas. And then Brent um, is doing the mead side just kind of really focuses on making mead and doesn't have any other um, duties uh, other than that. So technically there's four and a half, four, four and a half. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And you got like, and you have a family, right? Like yes. uh, these guys, you know, any other, uh, you know, wives, spouses, yes. you know, that kind of thing help yeah. out when um, they can, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, M-, M was at Emily Logan's fiance was at the fest yesterday. They have a, they, uh, he has a daughter. Um, they're getting married next year. Cool. Um, Cliff and his fiance live, live in the Harrisburg area. They're expecting their first, um, me and my wife live in, in, uh, the Harrisburg area with a daughter. Um, and then Brent lives, uh, a little bit North of Harrisburg. So cool. But everyone's been super supportive. Like, we, we always get together, like all the prototype families. Um, it's nice. Everyone gets along and, um, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would hope that we probably wouldn't talk about it if it was a problem. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so do you guys do a lot of traveling? I mean, otherwise, other than, you know, fests and stuff like that, are you guys out and like, like building the brand manual? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. So <laughs> like I said earlier, like one of my goals that I made was doing a, collab one at least one collab a month for the full year um so for the first 
First month, we went down to the beaches of Delaware and Maryland, brewed with Dewey. Uh, we brewed a triple IPA um, and then a double IPA with Burnish down in like the Ocean City area. So we traveled for that. Um, and then i trying to think of where else. I know we're trying to get back out to St. Louis later this year. Um, again, to brew with, with some friends out there. Um, I took a road, like last year, I took a pro, unofficial prototype road trip out to Kansas City where I did like, shoot, it was Pittsburgh, Columbus, Louisville, St. Louis, Kansas City, and then Indy on the way back. And I stopped at a bunch of different breweries there and just kind of caught up with friends um, of the industry, made, did some planning, um, kind of picked their brains about like, you know, you guys have been in the industry for a ton of years. Like one of my heroes of the industry is Jerry uh, Nagy from Against the Grain. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he, first thing I said, I was like, I think I'm about, you know, thinking about opening a brewer. And he goes, are you nuts? <laughs> um, I was like a little bit. And uh, he's like, look, man. I've done a little bit of everything. Uh, I can tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and you know, always can call me. So that, that that's always been something that we're not relying on, but you know, it, it's nice to have that fallback that we can talk to people to see, you know, where we're where we're going right and where we're going wrong. Um, but that ties into a lot of the travel. It's like, okay, let's go out and see what they're doing. Let's go learn more. And while we're out there, if we can do something to build the brand, um, that, that's always kind of in the back of our minds. Cool. Um, street team was what I was thinking. No, okay. That, that's the, that's where I, I didn't street quite. Street team? Yeah. It is 2003. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard somebody mention an emo festival coming up here. So <laughs> I'm not saying anything official. The excitement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the emo phenomenon lately has been wild, bro. We're going to yellow card out of Akron. Like, so yeah, it was one of those things where they announced the tour and we, I, I immediately set a timer for like when their tickets were going on sale. So yeah, we're very much in that. Yeah. We were in Atlantic city last year and there was a band called emo nights, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, William Ryan Key of yellow card. I don't know if he was there for that one. He might not have been. I know he, he only they, goes to a few of them. They have a bunch of different like prominent emo band members that, that pop in every once in a while. But the amount of people that were just raging to emo music was wild. <laughs> um, I like I I happened upon it because it was in one of the casinos, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, right? <laughs> you just hear somebody belting out "Taking Back Sunday," and you're like, "Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's wild." But um. Now it, it's cool to see that that renaissance come back and like I, I'm hoping it happens. So yeah, because we are definitely in for it. <laughs> and I mean, nothing like a bunch of forty year olds standing in a room listening to all of these songs about being an angsty teenager. So <laughs> Listen, so many this year. There are. I mean, two thousand three was a great year for music. It was. So the twenty year anniversary tours are massive. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not, I'm not releasing any further details in that. I'm done yeah. talking about, emo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm never but, done talking about it. Thank you. I understand. Um, I'm very excited. Oh, I'm very so excited. Many, so many emo shows coming up too. Yeah. Cause I was like, mm, gotta buy tickets to that. Oh wait, you're coming too. I'll be there. Yeah. And it's really filled up our summer pretty quickly. So good. It did. <laughs> I'm hoping for more. Yeah. Me too. Not me like right now checking on a funeral for a friend. 
Uh, that's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, they said Monday. I didn't pay attention. I was just excited. <laughs> that did say Monday. Monday, 10 a.m. Who's 10 a.m., guys? Yeah, right. England's 10 a.m. or my 10 a.m.? <laughs> Because if it's England's, then it's like 5 a.m. here. <laughs> well, I'll see it real early then. Yeah. Sorry, funeral for a friend. Oh, okay. A, yeah. They have an announcement from their Instagram. Just says, we'll start a fire and burn some bridges. And I was like, oh, yes, we fucking will. Oof. <laughs> um, so back to beer, I guess. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I won't shut up. Uh so this is your first time on our podcast. Have you done other podcasts? Yes. So okay. I, I'm the unofficial fourth beer buster out out in Central PA. Okay. Okay. I, I always like bust in. Like I'll text one of them. Be like I'm going to surprise the rest. Like <laughs> send me the password to jump in. Um, and during COVID, that was literally my Friday nights. Was like, hey guys, I'm going to jump in. Like, what are we doing? I, I'd wrangle guests sometimes too. Like. Um, John from Free Will um, was always a close friend, so I was like, I, I can get John on if you guys want. They're like, oh yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, I've had some Free Will stuff. Yeah, um, I think festival wise, mostly, right? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I know the Beer Busters. I don't know them personally, but I know who they are. So. Yeah, um, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is episode one hundred and eighty. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got to get Trevor from Creekside on for uh, Tyler. Tyler, Why did I say Trevor? Because Trevor also needs to probably come back. Yeah, Trevor does need to come back. But okay, so Tyler from Creekside, uh, a a fucking year ago, (laughs) uh, wanted to be on the Blink-182 episode. (laughs) We're going to talk about emo again. There you go. (laughs) This is a little tease for that episode. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's crack our second beer here. Let's do it. Um, since we're finished up on the triple, we're feeling a little bit a little bit more comfortable in our own skin here, right? So we're drinking out of the tasters from yesterday's festival. Um, I have so many damn tasters uh, that at this point, I kind of wish that we would use like recyclable ones or like. Can I just start bringing my own? Right. Like, I mean, I, I understand it's cool and I love that the dates on there yeah. and like that, like it's, it's very like a memorial or like a, a memento of the day, but that's something that I feel like we could be a lot better at being more, um, conservative about. Yeah. Right. More sustain sustainability. Sust- yes. And all that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Conservation is what I meant. Not, yeah. not conservative, <laughs> um, but uh, did you have a preference on what you want to do? No, it doesn't matter. I have a I have a Czech dark lager. I don't know if we want to keep in the IPA train, and then oh yeah, we could do that. We'll start with the uh, the abjuration and Dembones collab here. Uh, I was thankfully, or I was lucky enough to run into Mark uh, from the Field by Hops group after he had picked up a couple of cans of this this week and traded him actually this one for this can. So. We have a ice cream paint job <coughs> sitting on the uh, bar here as well. So uh, this one was super, super hop forward. I uh, was actually like kind of blown away at how much hop burn there was on it. That yeah. like just kind of kicking the teeth that you don't get from a lot of New Englands anymore. But it was a, a one of those like good breakup in the festival yeah. where you know you're got, you're going hard on pastry and. Mm-hmm you know, sweet and sour and everything. And then this was like 
all right, I'm back. You yeah. know, <laughs> so it's very reminiscent of like early day Aslan beers. Yes, you, you definitely got that like little bit of hop heat to it, which, which is which is interesting. And I am a terrible person because I do not remember his name, but uh, I did talk to uh, the brewer for Dembones uh, for a while yesterday. We're going to try to have him on as well. Um, I yeah, I just don't know your name, bud. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was also probably you know a little drunker than I should have been at that point, but um, but yeah, he was. Uh, Nothing but gracious, honestly. Uh, you know, he listens to the podcast and that kind of thing. I thought it was wild, but that is wild. Um, yeah, this is probably um, some of the most exciting IPA stuff going on in Pittsburgh right now. Honestly, um, everybody is raving about his beers. Everybody that I've talked to that's had him is like, yeah, like he's you know legit. So, and it's a you know garage setup. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing seeing a lot of his Instagram posts, and definitely looks like a, a good setup and. Uh, beers I had yesterday, like I said earlier, were were definitely notable. Yeah, um, yeah, standouts for sure. Um, it's uh, it's crazy that that that's how all this stuff starts. You know, like being the the hype brewer, mm-hmm. or you know, you can really start with like a five gallon system or like a five gallon carboy, yep. and and really just go to town. Yeah, and if you're good, you're good. If not, you're me, and you have a bunch of homebrews sitting under the bar back here that you're never going to open because well everything's going to explode uh <laughs> at this point but um how much uh i guess how much brewing do you do me personally um <laughs> i'm definitely more of the ideas guy and the business side of it um i know a little bit about brewing but like not super super in depth that i can do it myself um i also don't trust myself because uh, i'm impatient as hell and uh will get sidetracked and probably overboil something. Um, <laughs> but uh, pretty much all of our collab days, I, I go and attend and, and help out. Um, so so uh, you're the I'm here, tell me what to do guy. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much me. Grain um, in, grain out, <laughs> you know, stir the mash and all that fun stuff if they don't have rakes. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, Lo- Logan and Cliff really get their hands dirty with the brew days when we do, um, you know, solo runs. And they're the ones that really build out the recipes. I'm like, hey, guys, I think this flavor would go great with this style. Like, how can we do it? I'll text them all the time. I'm like, yo, I had this, like, Boston cream honey bun. How can we, like, introduce that into a beer somehow? I want to make a donut beer. Um, and I keep badgering them because June... So June 2nd is like International Donut Day. I was like, we have enough time, guys. Let's do it. And they're like, shut up. Um, no. Uh, but I think May, the May collab, I, I, I convinced them to do a donut beer. So nice. fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll have to get our hands on that somehow oh, or another. <laughs> for sure. Um, do you guys do any like canning or like uh, portable options, I guess? Yeah. So depending on the brewery. So... Dewey, Dewey is definitely canning the, the triple IPA. Um, the burnish collab is going to be canned. Um, we just did one with chatty monks, um, which is, um, a pie themed, uh, beer that's going to be canned. Um, I think collusion has a canning line. So we have that option. Um, it's just kind of like making that decision to be like, okay, we're going to brew a ton of it and can it. Um, so that will be 
there, there are definitely options. Um, and we usually have one beer on tap at Collusion. They have a crowler machine, so oh, there's cool. that option okay. as well. Yeah. How how big is Collusion setup then? I mean, I guess I I just don't know anything. Yeah, about Yeah, so, so they have two brew systems. They have a seven barrel system and a one barrel system. Um, and they have two or th- two fifteen barrel fermenters. So double batch into those. Um, but we really we'll, we'll use their one barrel system just to make wacky off the wall stuff, um, which is sometimes the most fun. Yes, let's be absolutely. <laughs> but sometimes you don't want you know. 10 kegs of bacon jelly <laughs> something or other. I don't know. You do. I would. Yeah. yeah. That's that's right up my alley. <laughs> BLT flavored beer. Like <laughs> anything with bacon, really. Yeah. <laughs> Except for mayo. I don't do mayo. Uh, the mayo beer. Who, <laughs> someone made a mayo beer. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, oh, shit. What the, they're, they're in Texas. It wasn't Martin House. Oh, it wasn't Mar- Martin House? Martin House did the... No, did they? No, they did the... Uh, Buttermilk Ranch. I feel like someone from Maryland did it. Oh, God. I can't imagine. There there was like a mayo. There was definitely a mustard beer. One of my friends always, like, so the, the joke is, oh, man, I'll drink anything barrel-aged. It could become barrel-aged, you know? And, uh, you had to go there, didn't you? Yes. And that just reminded me of that, like, mayo in a beer. Yeah. Just, ugh. Like, I don't want any of that. Champion Brewing and Duke's Mayo. That's what Released it was. Released a collab. Ugh. That's like the that reminds me of the Sheets uh, uh, hot dog beer, like it can't possibly be good, but somebody had to do it. It was fine, like <laughs> knowing so knowing the crew over at Nishamani Creek that did it. I was like, how much hot dogs did you put in? They're like enough to call it a hot dog beer, but like it was just like a really good West Coast. Yeah, but you know. When, well, and the chimney makes some good beer. Though, oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's. But when I see hot dog on a label, I'm like, this better taste like hot dogs, right? Uh, so, it's uh, definitely was an interesting endeavor for them. Well, and like Arboretum for the last cookie table did the, uh, or not cookie table for brunch. They did the bacon barley wine, mm-hmm. and it was good, but it didn't. It lacked any identity i think yeah. is what it was it's like it was barley wine enough but it was also bacon enough but it was neither of either you know yeah. um so that's the type of like weird stuff that you run into with that too yeah that you're not a lot of the bacon beers are like uh, it has the essence of bacon but it doesn't actually have bacon it's like oh we're just gonna do a roush beer right and put make it smoky smoke. yeah. yeah make it uh salty a mm-hmm. little you know that kind of flavor profile not necessarily the flavor itself yep. which can work. Don't get me wrong. Like this, this one here is super weird because mm-hmm. it is a cream ale that tastes like ice cream. Okay. <laughs> um, it works though. It does. And that makes sense to me, but like, I don't know. How do you get the flair flavor of mayo in a beer? You know? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't either. And I like mayo. That's true. Call it aioli, I'll eat it, but... Yeah, you really will. <laughs> Seriously. Fancy mayo. Throw a new name on it. Um, this beer's so damn good, though. I, I love Abjuration, too. I don't know if you're familiar with those guys at all, but... I've had beers at Fests, but really, I haven't, I've never been to their spot. Oh, dude. Their, their tap room is super cool because it's like an old uh, movie theater. Oh, okay. And so they split time with the regular bar, 
Like, I mean, I'm not split time, but they split the room yeah. with a regular ass bar for the movie theater and their brew house. Like it's, it's wild. Oh, nice. And then they have a cool outside area that, I mean, we haven't been there since that opened. We haven't been there in a while. Yeah. We should probably get back there. There's so it's literally right across the river from us too. There's so many breweries in Pittsburgh. Like I was like, Oh, I'm going to play my day and try to figure some stuff out. I'm like, oh, I've been here already. Let's go try to find new ones. And I'm just like, there's so many. <laughs> um, well, they just crossed, what, 53, I think, with the addition of Aslan and... Um, I think so. Yeah, Bonafide right. and like, all the ones down in the strip now. Up. I forgot Bonafide open. Yeah. That, um, they are making some good stuff. Like, I wasn't real crazy about the IPA, but like their traditional styles are yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, they're uh, they're interesting people. I know I know the owners over there mm. from um, PA Libations. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's how I mean, we were in there like the the week that they opened, mm-hmm. and he talked our ear off. For yeah, literally yeah. like an hour. <laughs> but no, I mean it was cool though to yeah. see like what they are doing and what they're trying to do, and I I love that idea that they have. Where's it going in at? Is it McKee's Rocks? No, it's somewhere else. But they're doing a like incubator basically oh, okay. for lack of a better term like oh, so they're gonna have south side or am i making that up i don't know yeah maybe. I, don't know, I like to make things up it's definitely something that i've i've pitched to um a couple breweries back home we're kind of like looking at like how can we reinvent ourselves and i'm like there, there are a ton of like home brewers especially that are like i want to go pro but don't necessarily have like that professional experience because we've all made dumb mistakes and like what i was talking about with jerry earlier it's like can i how can we learn from their mistakes if we don't do it again and it's like okay if you bring it if you do an incubator you have expert you have your brewing expert you have your design expert you have your marketing and sales expert your legal expert that way you're you know getting the whole gambit of what you need and they can come in and kind of poke holes and be like, okay, well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? You know, you want to take this five-gallon recipe and size it up to 10 barrels. What are you going to have to do? It's not just a quick, like, oh, I'm going to multiply this out by X number. There's definitely a, a curve on it. So, Yeah, um, yeah, and that's the – do you have the, the means of the investment to mm-hmm. get that equipment to use, like, the raw materials to yeah. make it? It's crazy. Hazelwood, because I don't even know where that is. Hazelwood. Yeah, yeah. me either. <laughs> like the last time we talked about this, I also Googled it, and I was like, I would have never guessed it was there. <laughs> where is Hazelwood? Because I'm never by Braddock. Oh, maybe. It would make sense. It's not how you spell Hazelwood. Seems like an area that probably has a lot of space to go around. So something like that. They're doing yeah. like three floors, I think, oh, out wow. in this place. Like it's going to be massive. Yeah. Like right next to Homestead. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, over by like Golden Age and uh, what is it? This is Red is over there. Isn't This is Red like right on the border? Um, it's on the other side of the run, right next to Greenfield. Oh, oh. And right next to Homestead. Well, so I was wrong then. <laughs> it starts right after Sandcastle and then goes west back towards the city. So I went the wrong way. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was on the <laughs> other side of Homestead. Um, but that's like that's cool. Side. And yeah, I mean, it's like the up, like yeah. way out there, south side, not, yeah, 
So. And then like across the bridge from right. the south side. I love the city. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> makes sense um, when you're going, making a left and a right at the same time up under an overpass. I'm pretty sure that intersection is, in fact, in this neighborhood. Yep. There's a t-shirt that goes around Pittsburgh that has all the the fucked up uh, intersections that have like 17 different roads coming into them. I'm pretty sure (laughs) I took at least three of them getting here from, we had lunch at Carson Street Deli. Um, Great. It's always a tradition when we're out here to go grab at least something there. I was like, shit, I got to go. And then I took a wrong turn. And then it's like, oh, you messed up. Um, (laughs) 40 minutes later. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, rip this like weird Yui here. But then at the top of the hill, rip another weird Yui. Like, like, what the? That sounds about right. Yeah. What's going on? Get off like you're going to Cannywood. Uh, It's an old DV skit about the, the Yinzer GPS where it's like, Go back past where that high school used to be. Like, all the stuff doesn't <laughs> exist or it changes every three weeks, you know? So, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy driving in this city. <laughs> but we appreciate you coming out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Throughout the rest of the year here, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about your fest, yes. right? I thought this was going to be an annual thing. It is. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> just uh, so with, and with, with with Cliff having a baby, uh, my daughter turning one in like three weeks, um, we were like, spring's probably a bad time to do it. <laughs> um, uh, and then there's some there's there's some stuff in Harrisburg that we really want to go a little bit deeper on with, with the craft beer industry that's kind of taken a turn. Like uh, Harrisburg Beer Week, um, they retired that uh, in 2020, I think was the last year they did it with, with COVID and all that. Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, how can we be good stewards of beer in the area and try to help bring that that whole um, week of beer celebration back? And we we kind of tried to do a little bit little bit of it with the week of prototype. With like, we brought in forty three breweries from around the country, yeah, to the area. Some sent a pallet of beer and said, "Here you go, find homes for it." Like we trust you to place it in good spots. And I was like, okay. So I did some events throughout the week doing like, you know, a, a vitamin C tap takeover or a hidden spring tap takeover. Um, I'm like, all right, let's, let's do that. But on a grander scale. So we are looking at the fall um, to do it, trying to juggle Penn state's schedule around. There's some massive beer fests in Eastern Pennsylvania between Lidditz beer fest uh, Kennett Squares Beer Fest, Great American Beer Fest. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, can't do it on those weekends. No. Um, so if you guys want to put together some hints here, um, it's not on those weekends. But um, we're just trying to tie up a couple loose ends before we announce any date. Most likely in the same venue. Uh, we want to take over more of the building um, so that, A, there's a little bit more room to roam. And it gives us a little bit more flexibility of how many breweries that we can bring in. Yeah. Um, you know, we did 43 last year. My personal goal is to get up to 60, but also rotate some of the breweries because I like as much as I love all every brewery that came, I also want some new variety. Like I love to introduce some of the uh, breweries that were at Cookie Table this weekend to Central PA. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of giving that that opportunity um 
you know, Coven was one that I was like, hey, guys, I like I want you to come out, like come to the fest. And they're they're super sweet. So they're um, fine. Uh, just kidding they, they are some of our best friends in <laughs> yeah. the industry honestly uh we actually helped them can a couple of weeks ago oh, nice. when we were both off on vacation so <laughs> yeah it's uh they're they're digging back from a uh canning line issue so yeah that's yeah. uh been a major bummer but for sure hopefully soon they'll be resolved and they'll be able to back like you know backfill all the to-go beers because i think we were sitting there what was it sunday last sunday or was it last Saturday? They're so often. Anyway, th- we were sitting there, and it, it was kind of a slower afternoon. And like three or four people Sunday. walked in, and they were all, hey, what do you have to go? Oh, we have the porter. I'm not interested in the porter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that- have been Sunday, because there was something in town. Yeah. Oh, like, that's right. It was like chance. a, yeah, it was some sort of event. Um, and people were what. like checking out all the breweries and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, there it was beer fest last year or last year. Oh yeah, that's right. Pittsburgh beer fest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh the, sure. um, the winter fest down at the convention center. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Got you. And so seeing like people roll in and be like, I want to take your beer with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that style of beer yeah. is a bummer. Right. Oh, for sure. Cause it was good. It's good beer. But yeah, they'll have to go beers soon. Again soon. So, <laughs> But that's awesome to hear that they're on your radar because oh, they yeah. definitely should be. Yeah, we went through and we were like, okay, you know, there, there are some perennial favorites that I'm just like, they, they're going to be there. And it's like, we and we have so many friends. We have a finite amount of brewery or brewery space that we can bring in. So it's like, okay, who didn't we get to invite last time? Let's make sure that they're we definitely are able to come. You know, there's there's some big breweries that we're just good friends with that we're just like, okay, we, we want them to come and we'll, we'll figure out a way to get them in. But we, we just got to figure that out. So, But we're going to be able to take over the tile room, which anyone that's been to the fest before is where the food was. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's it's wild that those two rooms are in the same building. Right. Like, the, the, the gymnasium <laughs> versus the, the tile room, which is like, it was built in ni- the 1920s um, and was Moroccan-inspired, and they hand-tiled the entire building. That's so crazy to me. Uh, like that. And that building is gorgeous. Yeah. Like there is not a point where you're like, eh, this looks like, you know, it was something for, weird that was thrown in here. I like know. everything makes sense, but it's all bizarre. It was for sale too. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, like we kept seeing the price go down. I looked at Cliff and Logan and I'm like, can we? <laughs> um, and we realized it was just way too freaking big for us. But like, it's such a cool spot. Um, they're they're renovating the school across the street that that's been vacant for ten plus years. Wow, um, that's going to become uh, I forget what they're putting in there, but it's definitely going to draw some some people to that uptown area. Um, Probably like a uh, like terminal type place. Yeah, like, I, 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 I've I would been think in the strip. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So. yeah. Um, you know, so like that that end of town is really becoming revitalized, and and my goal for for the Zembo um, was like. Just get people in there. Yeah. I most of the people that came in, I did um I scanned in all the tickets for people coming in and you know, people would come in and be like, Oh, I think I'm early. I'm like, cool, just hang out here in the lobby. And they're like, What is this? Um <laughs> uh, because you walk in, there's a massive chandelier, everything's tiled from the floors to the ceilings. Like they were just like, Whoa, I did not expect this from from coming up here. So Right. And it's and I mean it like 
the space is well designed too. Mm -hmm. I think like it works for, especially for that type of an event. Yeah. But like, I can imagine, you know, like a high school basketball game or something like that yeah. going on too, which yeah, is they have weird. <laughs> yearly they have a, uh, a circus in there. Um, and in years past, they brought elephants in. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they come in through, there's like a back entrance. When you walk into the gymnasium, it's on the right hand side. Yeah. They can take the doors out and they, the, the elephants are trained to like crawl through <laughs> And the, the entrance way, and I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Oh, here's a picture." I was like, "Whoa, okay." Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's such a cool building, and you know, we're we're really honored to be able to to use it for for our our purposes. Um, you know, we we looked at a we looked at a bunch of different venues, and we finally landed on that one. And like, again, it was a long shot. I was just like, "Hey guys, I know, you know." Beer fests are kind of taboo in, in some cases. Like, would you guys be interested? And they were just like, oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we, got, we got super lucky. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and it, it, like you were saying, too, I mean, that area has enough, like, hotels. There's enough, like, travel places, especially with it being a, you know, point of government. Yep. Right. You have a lot of people coming in from all over the state. And mm-hmm. so, like, it's very prepared for that type of thing, which... Yeah, I think makes it a lot easier. I, I mean, I would imagine, but like we oh, got absolutely. an Airbnb out, like you know, it was probably twenty five minutes out of town mm-hmm. or whatever. And I mean, two turns and we were there, not a big deal. But it's also if you want to stay in a hotel right next to the place, like you yeah, can, you know, yeah, which is super nice. I mean, there, there was a hotel within like two or three minutes, um, and then you have all the major highways. Uh, the one thing with Central PA, I mean, you have eighty one, eighty three, the Turnpike. 78 coming from new england like you have literally every single major highway in the northeast other than 95 kind of bouncing through so yeah um it's really nice for for people to come in um within two to three hours of most major metros within the northeast corridor so yeah and that's cool i mean i think that you i mean i don't know what the final number was you guys were pretty close to a sellout though right like yeah we were Trying to think back. <laughs> so we were given a lower number for capacity. I think we sold like 375 tickets out of the 400 yeah. that, that we had allotted just because they they were super weary about, you know, getting packing that place too too much. And that's why I want to take over that that secondary room. And if it even gets bigger, like there's a downstairs, which I, not many people got to see which is even more wild than the upstairs. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot of room for, for growth within that space. Yeah. So that, I, that venue to me was super awesome and I can't wait to come back this year because we will definitely be there. Um, I, I don't care what it takes. Going to cancel who, whatever weddings we're going to and other events, you know, we're going to. We actually don't have any weddings. I know. In the fall. In the fall anyway. Just one in June. Yeah. Good thing it's not in June. I think. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like uh, Charlie trying to figure out Pepe Silvia. Like, which weekend is it going to be? <laughs> I'll start Googling. <laughs> it's a Penn State away game against a not great opponent. <laughs> 
I, mean, that's, that's I know nothing about college football, so. Fair. Especially. The Googles will, will tell you. I'm sure yeah. they will. <laughs> and it's also not Great American uh, Festival. It's not. Lit, it's not Lit. It's, it's not And it's not Kennet. <laughs> and it's warm enough that I don't have to worry about weather. Right. <laughs> so we are going to mm. crack our, our third beer of the episode here. And I think it's time to get uh, get into the the core questions that we always ask our guests. So oh shit, there's a core question. Oh <laughs> yeah, you know, see, this is this is where you learn the listeners from the non-listeners. Uh, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll get into those. But uh, what uh, what are you feeling beer wise here? You, you want to do something a little lighter? No ice cream. All right. So this beer is um, wild, but it also has been in my fridge for a while, so I can't guarantee the. Um, the experience as much as I would like to, but if you want to sure. give yourself some oh, of that. It's a dissolver club. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I forgot to mention that. Um, Coven really hit it out of the park their first year. <laughs> they did a Halloween uh, event and this was one of the beers that they released for it. And so it was kind of the, or no, they did like a dessert four pack. Was it, this is a des- dessert four pack, right? I think so. And so this is strawberry astronaut ice cream. Okay. And it's their base house cream ale, the microprocessors. And it's called Ice Cream Paint Job based off of some obscure rap song. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know the story behind it, to be honest. Uh, but it's a collab with Dissolver. Just just need your honest opinion here. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's got so much it's- flavor for just a, like... I'm not a big like strawberry ice cream fan. So occasionally, when I have a Neo- Neapolitan, is that it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll like accidentally get strawberry in it, and I'll just be like, "Oh, I guess I'm dealing with this now." Yeah. But that's you know, it definitely tastes like that strawberry ice cream. A little bit of vanilla. Um, it does have lactose in it. I yeah. apologize for not warning you on that. No, it's but. fine. <laughs> um, cream ales are so interesting to do adjuncts in because it doesn't lend a ton of flavor otherwise. Right. So it gives you kind of a blank slate to, to build off of. One of my favorite series is the um, – uh, crap, what is it? Carton does it. It's the uh, coffee – regular coffee. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So it's a, a cream ale base, and then they'll do like different coffee. They did like a churro coffee, regular coffee, Irish cream, um, and they're all amazing. Wow. Um, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, this actually really held up well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly kind of shocked because I did have a can of this maybe a month and a half ago that yeah. either I didn't roll it before I drank it or it kind of like separated out and it was like mostly cream ale. <laughs> What's that? I'm not over here sleuthing. Google is not helping me out. Battle. Google just gave you the exact weekend, didn't it? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. My Google football question was not helpful, but not. Uh, if I not have to pick enough. between these two dates, I think I know which one it is. It's also not Aslan's anniversary weekend, <laughs> so that Shit. literally narrows it down to one. It weekend. really does. Well, now we're gonna go. <laughs> so yeah, as we're kind of winding down here, I feel like we talked a lot a beer this episode, which is not necessarily something that we always do. So kind of refreshing. We are for a beer podcast. Right. Strange. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we're going to get into the fun stuff and and ask our regular questions of Kevin here. So um, the first one I'm going to give to Sarah. Why do I have to do? 
things. No, I'm just kidding. No, what I honestly, what is at the top three or the top five most used emojis? Yeah, it's the emojis. Oh, but I don't remember if it's three or five. That's why I was like, hmm. Yeah. So if you pull up your keyboard and go to the emojis, right? Your far left should be the top five. Like across the top, or uh, it's down the left side. Oh, down the left. Yeah. Ooh. So if you, um, I just sent them to you. Oh, okay. Well, that works. <laughs> so laughing, crying. <laughs> All right. Wide-eyed, embarrassed. Like, what'd you just say? <laughs> um, annoyed, flat eyes, flat mouth, <laughs> heart, and then shrugging. Ironically. Now, which, uh, which. Neon. Color heart. Oh, red, red heart. Obviously. Oh, okay. that's, right. that's a standard. <laughs> um, the, new, the new hearts are coming in the next iOS update. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, man. New colors. Yeah. Oh. Well, isn't that fantastic? I will still only use black. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. That's kind of your mood. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite emoji other than those top fives that you use oh, all the time? Or even if you don't shit. use it all I, the time? I use, I use fire a lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> I've started using the gas pump instead okay. of fire. Uh, but I still use fire a lot, too. <laughs> I play softball with, uh, like, I think he's, like, 19. So he says the dumbest shit ever, like, bet and, like on God and like all that stuff. <laughs> so I picked up fire from him and I'm just like, has, has he started using Riz? Uh, no, I, I haven't seen him in a minute, so oh, okay. I'm sure he'll say something fucking dumb coming up soon. <laughs> we just learned what Riz is. I sure did. A couple my, weeks ago. So. My wife teaches uh 10th grade math. Oh, geez. So wow. she comes, she'll be like, what does this even mean? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> We're old now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's our that's our fun question. The other one we're we're gonna keep it beer centric. Uh, the one that we always ask is your top three beer styles right now. Um, and this is just like however specific you want to be, however broad you want to be. If you say IPA, that's fine. But like, sure. if you want to say like double milkshake only with lactose IPA, that's cool too. Okay. So whatever you feel, um, the top three. And if you have an example of like a beer. Of sure. the style, then by all means, but you don't have to. Barrel age. I'm always going to go barrel age stouts. Um, oh wait, I I forgot. We have to do it three, two, one. Oh so. shit! <laughs> all right. Because um, mm, I always get everybody confused mm, mm, with this one because it starts at the bottom. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, shit. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do one, well, two, three, that's fine. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I gotta I gotta pick a favorite. It's like picking my favorite kid. I only have one, so it's easy. <laughs> um, I'll go barrel aged stouts three. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to drink one on like a hundred degree day. As much as like it's always stout season. Thank you. There are days when it's just like I probably will go comatose if I try to drink this. You're like, give me a lime arena. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I had no shame in drinking a seltzer. On um, but yeah, like barely stouts are always my go-to. My cellar is absolutely chock full of them. Um, my entire bar behind here is yeah, filled. I've, yeah, for sure. I have an affinity to like the evil twin stouts are so well made. Yes. And they're, like it, it's it's a base beer that it's like okay we're gonna do this tweak on it but it's done so well um, I have pretty much the entire biscotti series 
Um, I've one of my dumb drunken endeavors was not dumb, I guess dumb, but <laughs> I was on um, my beer cellar and there was a pappy barrel aged biscotti break. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> I don't care how much this is, I bought it. <laughs> Uh, that's i don't uh, tell my wife this story so i still remember i still remember uh when uh, they did the collab with westbrook mm-hmm. and like the first time like that was back in like 2012 biscotti um, cake break yeah mexican biscotti imperial or imperial mexican biscotti cake break um i have that and all of the barrel age bottles <laughs> um yeah they're evil twins definitely my guilty pleasure brewery like my dad used to slug uh, Molotov cocktail, oh, like God. just constantly. He would buy cases of that shit, and like it's good, but it is eleven and a half percent. It's heavy, <laughs> like, heavy, heavy, heavy. You don't need more than one of those, and they're twelve ounce cans, not the sixteen yeah. ounces. And it's like, man, I you can get weird with that. Like you have two of those, and you're done. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But then they did the whole series with like the different versions. Molotov Light. Yeah. Like they did, I think they did some like fruited ones or something. Yeah. Evil Twin is something else though. Yeah. Um, That's one of those, like, I like Jeppy a lot. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, I think that he has a very interesting social media presence Mm -hmm. and his company, I I hate to say like does it the right way, you know, but like he, he really does put out like top shelf shit. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, not not mad about that pick oh, at for all. sure. And I love I love barrel aged stuff. Honestly, yeah. just anything you give me wild firm, you give me like anything barrel aged. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it up. Definitely. Um, oof, two, two. I would probably just hazy double IPA. Um, Perfect, excellent, easy drinking. You know, there there's so many different ways you can go about it. Different hops. Um, Simcoe, or wait, no, what was it? Mosaic and Citra. Citra, <laughs> Mosaic, Mosaic, Citra. Just sprinkling a little bit of Strata there. <laughs> Double dry hop, Mosaic, <laughs> <Yeah>. Citra. <laughs> it's, uh, I always I always lose it when uh, uh, the craft beer meme pages post the uh, Hallmark Christmas yep. movie. Um, <laughs> mosaic and Citra. Mosaic, comma, Citra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. Um, what was one of the... I, um, Old Thunder has been putting out some really, really oh, good hazy. Their like, fucking anniversary beers this year were so good. Robbie, like they, they're literally the brew gentlemen brewers. Oh, I know. Opening their own spot, <laughs> like and doing kind of their own thing. Robbie's super talented. Robbie, Robbie's one of my closest friends out out this way. Like just unbelievable what he's been able to do up there. Um, and Zach too. I mean, Zach went. He was at. He went from Brew Gentleman. I think he was at Gnome for a little bit. Yep. In the yep. intro yeah. before they opened. So, like, you know, just that pedigree alone. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, it's not – like, they didn't come out of the gate and – well, they they opened in, what, 2021? Yeah. Yeah, they just had After all the – I mean, after all the sh- – or, I'm sorry, 2020. End of 2020 was what it was, right? It was the last week of 2020. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> coming out like that and just – not being able to be the hype brewery that they should have been. Yeah. And still keeping it up. Like everything. Yeah. Hmm? It's 2023 now. Not it 2024. is 2023 now. Yeah. 
It was December 29th. <laughs> I remember this specifically yeah. because it's 2024. their anniversary is one of my favorite events every year, like now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have the two from their first anniversary sitting on the bar right next to me here. And I would absolutely crush Glimmer in the Oak right now. Like just, and the stouts they did this year, mm-hmm. but the double IPAs are absolutely killer. Like yeah. Old Thunder's um, False Kingdom yep. is one of my favorite IPAs in the city. Anytime I stop by, Robbie's like, hey, you want some, some four packs? I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> I need my, I, I need I'm my definitely going to, yeah, I'm going to flex my, uh, yeah. my inner circle. <laughs> uh, no, and they're, they're just genuinely the nicest people. So, um, and they, I think they run a pretty tight ship, even though the, the place isn't necessarily set up for a good flow. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The walk up to the bar being right by the door mm-hmm. is so frustrating. <laughs> Um, but I love the place, the, the old school building, like mm-hmm. the safe room and all that. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love old thunder. Yeah. It makes such, such good beer, good people. Um, and that, that also leads me into my, my number one. All I right. Mean, Pilsners. Uh, You're speaking her language. Uh, I mean, if, if there's one thing that like, I'll go to a bar and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm just going to fall back on a Pilsner. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Collusion does uh, their first right. First, yeah, first right. Um, sounds terrible, um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's such a great beer. Like just a classic pilsner. Um, they'll do it on the side, the Luker side pull. Oh, I taps, love the Luker yeah. too. And they'll they'll do like they'll do milk tubes of it just to be <laughs> wacky. So um, I mean that's. I feel like that's like a central PA thing. It is. Too. It's definitely like, a Philly thing. <laughs> it kind of creeps a little bit this way, but yeah, yeah, it's. But um, yeah, that that's my crusher. Like every time I pop in there, I'm like, I gotta have my got my pilsner. So yeah. um, they pretty I, much have uh, like Gnome's pilsner is Sarah's favorite, so they pretty much have one poured for her when we walk into mm-hmm. the place. Like yeah. at this point, it's just pilsners are all I can drink right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it's, today or like overall, <laughs> <laughs> the last six months. Gotcha. I've had to stick with the traditional styles. No hops. Found out yesterday Nelson is it's not a friend. Nelson want, is brutal, though. You don't want a garlic pills there? Oh, my God. <laughs> I like handed it to Katie, and Katie's like, that. she's like, this smells like garlic. And I said, well, good to know. It's not just me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that's a good top three, though. Like, that's, that's, that's all over the place, but it's also... Very, I would say somebody in the industry that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think that you're just picking out like the the top things right now. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, like, I'll still drink. Like, if if I go to a brewery, I'm like, oh, that that smoothie sour sounds interesting. I'll I'll drink it. Like, I get shit from some of my friends. They're like, what the hell are you drinking? Like, just fruit juice. And I was like, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my, my my theory, like, if you like a beer, just drink it. Who the hell cares yes. what other people think? Like, yes. there, there's so, there, there becomes such a stigma behind certain styles and this and that. I'm just like, who the fuck cares? Like, if Which, someone enjoys it, if someone's going to drink it and, like, that's going to be their bridge beer, like, that, that gap beer, awesome. I would love more people drinking craft beer. And if it takes a smoothie sour to get them there, awesome. Hell, yeah. And I... I you can have your opinions. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. like to have opinions. This is a whole reason we started this fucking podcast. Exactly. Is because I have opinions. But <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I'm not going to bash somebody for ordering anything at a, sure. at a craft place. Like, 
Am I going to order it again if I don't like it? No. Friends don't like let friends drink bread. Okay? Friends don't let friends drink bread. It's still on tap at Dancing No. <laughs> and I don't want it ever again. <laughs> um, that one was a miss. Oh, boy. It, it was, was a rare So miss. it was a collab with uh, Lavery, I think. Yeah. Is the brewery in Erie? By Dancing Gnome. And honestly, like, I, I hate to say it because I love Andrew to death. He's he's honestly, like, one of the nicest people in the industry. Yeah. And, like, just, they make great beer. Mm-hmm. Finally this was not that. <laughs> What's that? He's finally canning me Pilsner again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said he was finally canning meatballs. Oh, That's I what I originally I heard. And I was so just very oh, man. man. I'm in for that, too. <laughs> can Bruce go anyone? <laughs> Listen, I like that one. Okay. I think I'm the only person. You are can. the only person who liked that beer. It's fine. <laughs> it looked like dirty dishwater and had about the same taste. No, it uh, did. <laughs> it might taste like garlic now. Tasted you don't know. Like, it might. I don't know. Someone <laughs> probably still has some somewhere. But, but yeah, that like the event yesterday was a perfect example of that. You can have the insanely crushable fruity seltzers and you can have the outrageously, I can't drink more than a couple sips of this Mm. imperial pastry stout and everybody can have a good time. Yep. Right. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And we are absolutely like the biggest champions of enjoy what you like. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so Pilsner is an example of a beer that's not for everybody. Let's be real honest, right? Uh, Double hazy IPAs, though, are the same way, right? I I can't... I mean, I can think of a time not that long ago where I was standing in line for hours to get smoothie sours. And just because they were the hype shit on the the block. Exactly. So there's there's not a right answer, wrong answer. It's just what you like. And that's why I ask about now. Like, I don't need your top three all time because chances are they're going to be the same. (laughs) You know, like that's, that's why I'd I'd rather, you know, what are you drinking? What are you going home to? What's in your fridge? The, the four pack that you have to have, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, uh, with some of the collabs that we did, like I took beer home and uh, burnish, which um, Randy was the former owner of RAR and then opened his own thing of burnish. Um, they have a beer called Roy light, um, which is their like light Pilsner. And he's like, here, take a bunch of this home. I was like, thank God that I like, have just that sipping beer for like, oh, I'm going to go work in the garage. Like yeah. going to crack me a Roy light. Um, <laughs> Tell me that's a play on, uh, Rick and Morty. I have no fucking clue. I know. I never <laughs> asked the origins of the, the name, but yeah. Cause Roy's the video game from Rick and Morty uh, that they play. Like, it's like you live your life in the video game uh, and it's just like yeah. this. It's very meta obviously, but like Roy is the video game. So Roy light is that. That's funny to me. Don't. That's fine. You, you <laughs> looked up like, I can't believe you're fucking mentioning Rick and Morty right I now. I did no such thing. It's just my face. Well, okay. So at this point we've had a lot of talk about beer. I'm feeling pretty loose. I think it's a bonus episode time. All right. So we are going to crack this last one. I'll find another one in the fridge for the second episode here. Um, Because we need something to cheers because I'm not going to cheers an empty glass because that's bad luck. Um, It's probably why I have so much bad luck. I'll drink a beer and I'll be like, fuck, we're supposed to cheers? 
Dude. It'll be empty. It'll be a whole thing. Oh, you can't be doing that. I know. I messed up. This is something for the bonus episode for sure. We'll fix your life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but seriously, uh, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh, Really great to talk to you, you know, in a capacity that's not me slamming, you know, all of the samples that you guys have. Uh, (laughs) All good. Thank you for having me. Me literally slamming things on the ground. You didn't slam it. You I dropped did, I just it. Dropped, just went, it, it. It committed seppuku off of your hand. That's was what so it was. Mad. It was like, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeeted itself right onto the ground. Exactly. The cleanup crew was on it, though. I know. I was so like, wait, I want that. It's like they were following you around, though. They That's knew. The thing. They knew, like, this bitch looks like someone who just dropped stuff. <laughs> that festival was great can't believe that we actually got to like experience that whole thing and really just had a, a blast there. So good. Good, good, um, good. the last one for this episode, what is this? This is Dark. earthly riches from Kushwa mm-hmm. called Czech style dark lager. Oh boy. I'm excited for this one. I, this style to me is so wild because it's like, there's no rules. Yeah. Um, because it's not like a traditional Kolsch, Right where you have to brew it in like the certain region in Germany Mm -hmm. to get like the official Kolsch name tag. Check dark lager can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. (laughs) Oh, it smells delicious. Nice caramel. Yeah. I love the head on this too. It's huge. Big head. (laughs) All right. So this is the end of episode 180. Kevin, we're going to come back for the bonus episode here. So, guys, tune into that. Cheers. Cheers.